0: Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. One of the things we like to kind of do in our podcast, which is a bit about living your life as a global citizen, we like to talk about some myths. And we like to say whether the myth is true or whether the myth is not, or maybe debunk some of the myths. And one of them that's been a very persistent myth that a lot of people seem to think is true is that you can see the Great Wall of China from space. You know, as I did some study on this, it's really it's really quite interesting how this myth even came about. The first recorded mention of this myth was actually in 1938, and it was well before humans were ever able to venture into space. Richard Halliburton's book called "The Second Book of Marvels: The Orient." He claimed that the Great Wall is the only man-made object visible from the moon with the naked eye. This is what he said in his book. And remember, this book was written in 1938. Astronomers say that the Great Wall is only man-made thing on our planet visible to the human eye from the moon. Now think about that for a minute, 1938. At that time, no one had been in space. No one had been to the moon. So no one was able to really know whether or not the Great Wall of China could be seen from the moon. But according to Richard Halliburton's book, it was all about the astronomers had told him. This is really, you know, interesting. I don't know how astronomers knew. Astronomers look up at the sky. They didn't really know at that time whether or not what could be seen from the moon or how it could be seen from the moon. But they basically said that the Great Wall of China was the only man-made object on the earth that could be seen from the moon, which obviously is not true but it does tell a lot about them how magnificent or how mystical the great wall of china has been to people for so many years you know the great wall of china stretches over 13,000 miles it's undeniably impressive you know i remember in 1986 when i was in china and we were on a train That was going to the area of Wulamuchi, which is way out on the western part of China, which is on the border of Pakistan and Russia and, you know, that area out there. And all along this long train ride, we could see, you know, portions of the Great Wall that were crumbling. We could see sections of the wall off in the distance. And it really, you know, brought home to me how huge this wall is, how this wall stretches for so many miles, 13,000 miles it stretches across northern China. You know, as astronauts, you know, they've kind of weighed in, too, on this myth that have gone um, up and, up into space and explored that early, when early astronauts ventured into space and then to the moon, the question uh, naturally arose. And the consensus for these astronauts was, you typically can't see the Great Wall of China uh, from space, at least not with a naked eye. In 1965, astronaut Ed White couldn't spot it from Genius 4. Similarly, in 2002, uh, young Li Wei, China's first astronaut, stated that he couldn't see the Great Wall from space. So, you know, these astronauts that have been up there have said, look, the Great Wall cannot be seen from space. So, again, they, they said, you know, you can see the oceans, you can see some of the continents, you can see, you know, some of the larger cities, but you can't really see the Great Wall of China. There could be three, but, you know, possibilities of why you know, maybe from a low Earth orbit with aid, you could maybe see the Great Wall, like if you have some binoculars or cameras, you have a zoom lens, you could probably be able to zoom in and see part of the Great Wall of China and see some of the you know different formations from Earth, uh, maybe with optimal lighting and atmospheric conditions. You know, like any photograph, the right lighting can make a difference. You know, maybe the sun will cast a shadow over the wall at just the right angle. You know, however, you know, these type of moments would be very fleeting and very rare. It would be very rare for an astronaut to be able to have that sort of moment and then suddenly see the Great Wall of China. And with, you know, modern imaging technology, with the imaging technology, they could probably see... The Great Wall with them, but they really cannot see the Great Wall with the naked eye. You know there could be many reasons why for this, and one certainly would be, of course, pollution, haze. Anyone who has been to you know China knows that China a lot of times has this sort of hazy cloud over it. You know, in fact, throughout a large part of Asia, that can be sort of like this hazy cloud. You don't see the blue sky. You don't you don't see the sun uh, very often. And, you know, that's some of its haze, some of it could be dust, and a lot of it could just be uh, pollution in the atmosphere. You know, so that would, of course, make it very difficult to see much, especially the Great Wall of China. So, you know, even though there's, there's many people who, who think that the Great Wall of China could be seen, you know, from space, the reality of it is that even though this is such a great structure, and it is, you know, it's tall, it's large, it's big, it's long, that, you know, you, you will not be able to see it from space. Even if you're flying... In an airplane, and you're flying over it, maybe you could or could not see it from the airplane. You know, I've flown many times over that part, and I have not seen the Great Wall. But of course, maybe I, I wasn't out looking for it either. But you know, it would have to be a very clear day. It would have to be like perfect conditions for the uh, for the air for the atmosphere. The plane would have to be flying at a you know certain you know, speed or, or distance from the earth, that there would have to be all of these things that would have to happen for you to really be able to see the Great Wall of China from space or from any type of distance. So this again goes back to the fact that why Richard Halliburton wrote this in his book, we don't know. But maybe it just was a 1938. When people looked at the Great Wall, they heard about the Great Wall, they saw the Great Wall, they saw you know, exactly how long it was, how magnificent it was. People came back and talked about it. And it's actually quite a high, impressive structure that maybe they you know, came and they said, look, you can see the Great Wall of China from space. In fact, besides writing a blog about whether or not you can see the Great Wall of China from space. We'll put a link to the blog into our description. I also wrote another blog recently on the Great Wall of China and basically how how tall is the Great Wall of China. You know, the Great Wall of China, on average, the height stands about 7.8 meters or 25.6 feet tall. So it is quite tall. And in 1938, when we were not doing a lot of, there was a lot of flight, um, you know, travel, it probably seemed very, very impressive to people who were standing up against the wall, it would have been much taller than them, it would have seemed like probably something they could have seen from space. You know, but the, even the wall itself, the, you know, the height can vary, you know, in some areas it could rise up to be 14 meters, which is 46 feet tall, which would have meant that it would have seemed huge, especially in the era of 1938, when there weren't many, you know, high rise buildings. So it would have seemed to be an extremely large structure, you know, so the Great Wall, you know, itself can vary. You know, there's all these different variations of heights, but it, it is quite a high structure. But it's really not the highest structure we have on the earth. So if those really high structures, those high buildings can't be seen from earth, then the Great Wall cannot be seen either. This is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast, which is all about living our life as a global citizen, where we really believe that we should all try to live our life as a global citizen, that we hope that even if you can't travel, if you can't go see the world, you can still be interested in the world and interested in what's happening out there in the world. And that's sort of our message is that we want everyone to sort of be interested in the world so the world can be be a better place. We can all enjoy each other's cultures. We can enjoy um, and celebrate our differences that we can all be together as one. So we hope that you'll join with us in living your life as a global citizen. Thank you so much for listening. We'll put some of the links to our our blogs below in case you're interested to be able to read more. We'd like to thank you, our listeners, for being part of our community. And we'd like to thank those who helped make this podcast possible, especially Rico, for help putting this together. Thank you. (laughs)